12 to 3 with Casey on Algoa FM. Melissa Knox, CEO at St. Bernard's Hospice, joins us now on Algoa Cares. Melissa, thank you for taking time out and joining us on Algoa FM. Thank you so much for affording us the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Great pleasure. Melissa, most of our listeners are fully aware of the work you do, but for those who are not um, aware of what you're currently doing or what you guys are doing across the province, just give us a quick rundown of your operations. Thank you. So we are at St. Bernard's Hospice and at hospices across um, Eastern Cape provide home-based palliative care support to almost anyone diagnosed with a life-limiting or life-threatening disease such as cancer, multiple sclerosis. We do also work with drug-resistant TB patients who've maybe defaulted treatment or um, have left their treatment undetected for a while, so they're really ill. And um, we just then provide the medical oversight, what is needed to ensure that people's lives remain pain-free, that they remain comfortable, and that they can live a quality of life as long as possible within the restraints of their condition. When someone chooses to bring hospice into their health journey, we become one of the partners in the journey where we liaise directly with their referring doctors who are managing the treatment and that to we um, shorten the and ease the communication between doctor, patient, family members, and just create a really nice support structure for what can be a difficult journey. You, you at, in one blow, you answered my 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 next question. Do you assist patients <laughs> only that are terminally ill? I see you do assist those are you know what in, like you know is recovering from drugs and so forth who needs that kind of health care as well. What are some of your biggest challenges? I think um, our really at our biggest challenge at this stage for hospitals is unfortunately funding. Um, we, you know, palliative care is an internationally recognised medical service. Mm-hmm. So we we employ and make use of qualified professional staff to render these services. But we believe that palliative care is also a basic human right, and that anyone should yeah. be able to access it. So we don't turn someone away if they're not able to afford um, the services. So we fundraise continually for that. And I think what some people also maybe don't recognize, you know, hospices are often seen, they started as these not-for-profit organizations, Mm -hmm. but we are, um, the bulk, we registered medical practices, and we are actually seeing that even medical aids are starting to make provisions for palliative care. And um, so that is one of the areas we are actually advocating for that people with medical aids know that you have this. It's so much, the care is way more affordable than what you would access if you're lying in hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, through accessing that, that of course helps us to subsidize our services to probably 98% of our patients who cannot afford to pay towards these services. So there is money, but let's, Let's walk away from that and talk maybe also advocacy. I think hospices are often seen as entities where that's where you go to die, okay, and um, only that terminal care support. And, yes, that is a big, um, big area of the work that we do. It's a special service, and we feel quite privileged to walk that journey with families. 
But palliative care, what we're advocating for is best that people contact their hospice close to the point of diagnosis being made. Because mm-hmm. palliative care really supports the journey. If, if one can think of the disease or the illness that you diagnose with as a, a bridge that's rushing over, a car's rushing over a busy bridge, and uh, maybe as the uh, illness progresses, the traffic on top gets a lot busier. Now, palliative care comes in as kind of a um, support base underneath that bridge just to keep everything together and to mm-hmm. make the journey so much more terrible. Because if you, we all know um, how stress self breaks down our immune systems. Yeah. And um, so by having assistance and just people to talk to, someone who can help you anticipate what can perhaps unfold as um, your journey progresses, that alleviates stress. It informs people. It empowers people. So, um, yeah, I would say people should just not be scared of the word hospice. Um, not all our patients who come to us are terminal and pass away. We do discharge people who are restored to health, and we celebrate that. A couple of years back, um, hospice supported one of my best friends who sadly passed on due to stage four uh, cancer, colon cancer. And, um, you know, the support the family and he he got from you guys was, Mm. you know, was so warming. And, you know, I would say the transition was was made and uh, they had peace of mind at the end of the day. So let's get back to hospice. What are your needs? Well, um, so our needs are... I think really for me, we're quite passionate at the moment about getting people to talk about, we always get so excited about the birth of new life, um, but we're all a bit nervous and scared of illness and, um, you know, passing away one day. But really, let's just talk about it. It is very much a part of everyday life. Let's take the fear away of it, engage with hospices. And I always say the best time, to think about how you want to be treated one day when you are sick is when you are healthy. And when you are, yeah. can sit back, relax, and think of this is what I want, that's mm-hmm. what I don't want. So that you can take charge of your journey. So, um, But then from other needs that we have, um, so whether you're based in Kabeha, Port Elizabeth, or Buffalo City, here is London, um, you can always support your hospices by looking out for the charity shops um, where we either we sell donated goods or receive items that we sell to subsidize our fundraising. You can always be supported with in-kind donations um, with adult nappy linen savers, gloves and masks because we were practicing PPE even before COVID came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so at least we knew what to do when when that wave hit us. Yeah, I would say, and then finances if people feel so in, so inclined. But there's more than one way to help us. After all, the caregivers and nurses needs to be paid at the end of the day. You know, to get from point yes. A to B in the broadcast area. They do. Melissa Knox, yeah, CEO yes. at one, say, yeah. Can go I say one more? Sorry, yeah. one. Just uh, you touched on my staff needs to be paid but that that's something we always say you know we can't you know everyone's talking about the fourth industrial revolution healthcare at this stage cannot be done by robots sure. <laughs> you know so we still need professionals to go and deliver these services using their caring hands and hearts 
So true. So we can't do it without people. Well, we have your list of needs and all your details, banking details, etc. on algoacares.co.za. Melissa Knox, CEO at St. Bernard's Hospice. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Algoa Cares. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great further. You too. On air. On air. Online. Online. And all over your world. This is Algoa FM.